Let me invite on to the program Professor Ngobi Sintlejana. Professor Sintlejana, good morning to you. Thank you for your time this morning. Hi, Kathy. I'm kind of battling to hear you a little bit. Perhaps you could raise your volume or something. All right, I'm going to ask the team just to try and work on that for me, but uh, I hope you can certainly hear me uh, when I say this. It's a lot of reflection that uh, President Ramaphosa is calling on the Mpumalanga structures of the ANC to undergo. He seems to acknowledge that they were clearly very intent on the decision they have made in the voting. So what would reflecting do? Uh, you know, how different would the outcome he is envisaging, is envisaging be if they had reflected as he's calling on them to? Well, it's a, it's a nice, polite way of saying you have to change that decision. Mm. Uh his candidature should not have, have stood. Um, you know, it didn't just sneak in because as part of the electoral process, uh, people's names for various positions are announced and they accept. So, so it's not like people voted without knowing who they were voting for. And it should have been clear from the very beginning that the fact that Musibi was not there was an indication that he's not supposed to, to be voted even. Um, for instance, the step aside rule says you have to um, leave your position, you have to vacate your position once you are charged. Uh, in this case, he was charged even before conference. So logically, uh, his candidature should not have stood. He shouldn't have been accepted as a credible candidate. But there's a lot of um, uh, shenanigans. Uh, happening here, Kathy. Uh, it's not just a Mpumalanga problem because I'm quite certain that that conference was overseen also by MEC employees. Um, conferences, provincial conferences are not just uh, handled by provincial officials. You have MEC employees who would have been part of the leader process to this conference. So they were very familiar with what was happening. So it's not a question of uh, Sini Bumalanga activists sneaking this fellow's name in, but they would have done so with the full knowledge of the NEC employees and possibly endorsements. So, so it implicates everybody, both Bumalanga as well as the NEC. We're going to continue the conversation, Professor Ntlejana, after the latest 9.30 news headlines. Luanda Maume is standing by with a look at your news. Of course, I'll also be taking your calls on 011-714-2006. SAFM 104-107 Nationwide. The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. We continue our thinking point this morning and we are reflecting then on the outcomes of the 13th Mpumalanga Provincial Conference that has elected Mandlam Sibi, who is a murder accused to be its treasurer. Professor Mkabi Sintlejana is on the line to help us unpack that decision making. As you heard earlier, the president calling for reflections uh, from the provincial structures in line with ANC resolutions. Professor Mkabi it's in Interesting what you point out, right, that every process leading up to the conference 
would have indicated to the National Executive Committee that there is an individual who's facing these charges who is now standing for election and whose name has effectively not been taken off the roll in as far as being a candidate that can possibly be be voted for. Why do you think that that in and of itself was allowed to happen? Well, uh, it's, a, it's an indication of how partly national leaders gather support. Uh, provincial leaders are brokers um, of support for their national allies. So, for instance, you might have heard of someone, Mfisa, I think, in Limpopo, who is in a similar situation. And he's also expressing some support towards Ramaphosa's re-election. Mm. So what what often happens is that because national leaders rely on provincial as well as regional leaders mobilizing support, they tend to they they turn a blind eye to their impropriety. It's like you you are willing to get support from anybody regardless of their weaknesses. Um, it's all about numbers and reputation and principles at times are ignored. You know, so so they prioritize power, uh, whether or not one ascends to position uh, through proper processes, mm. tends to be inconsequential. And this is where now you you then start doubting the possibility of things like renewal, for instance, right? Because if you have to renew the ANC, you have to make sure that um, all processes are done properly. You have to restore the integrity of the organization. So if you if you allow uh, candidates like this, uh, you are exposing yourself to unnecessary criticism. It means you are selective in your application of rules. And once you do that, then you undermine the very idea of applying rules because you always have people then who will turn around and say, but why did you make an exception there? And here you are applying a different set of rules. Mm. Um, in, in order to gain legitimacy for rules, especially for an organization like the ANC that has been degenerated really into low levels, is that you need to ensure that the rules are applied indiscriminately, that none is above the rules. So in that way, you leave no room, uh, completely no room for people to manipulate and come up with excuses about this or that person. So in this case, my my I suspect is that this fellow was allowed to be sneaked in uh, by some of these NEC employees. I mean, they can't possibly tell us that they didn't know. He was possibly allowed to come in, maybe because he supports whoever at a national level. So the NEC employees were biased. Right? They allowed him in because they know he's their, he's their ally. He's mm. useful on the ground uh, for them towards conference. And so they thought, you know, uh, let's allow him in. Uh, he's our guy. Um, so that's that's how that's how the ANC has been functioning, and that's 
that's a large part of the problem. The difficulty here is that you have allegations of, uh, you know, a witch hunt, basically, from various factions of um, the ANC, saying that there's specific people that are being targeted for the application of the rules. And a situation like this then provides some kind of credence to those allegations on a morning where, you know, there is going to be a meeting held with the ANC Women's League president, Batabile Damini, on her own position as president of, of the league. I mean, what leg now would the organization stand on to then, you know, ask somebody like her to step aside from her position when an individual who clearly should not have been on the voters' role in in the very beginning is not only on the roll for election, but is then elected? Well, that is that is the inconsistency, Kathy, that I'm pointing to. Um, if, you, if you talk of the rule of law, uh, it then means that that law must apply evenly and fairly across board. Um, and with Matabile, you also have a somewhat tricky situation. While they will, she will make it uh, tricky, but it's a fairly straightforward situation. Uh, here is a possible problem in that the ANC doesn't have a grade of crimes that um, warrant suspension or step aside. It simply says that if you have uh, been charged, you have access in the way that undermines the integrity of the ANC. Uh, it's either you step down voluntarily or you are called by their integrity commission. So it's not specific. But any common sense person would realize that a perjury is not necessarily something that the ANC would like to condone. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, in, in other civilized parts of the world, if a politician perjures herself, she instantly resigns. So here you are going to see some fanciful footwork from from Matabile and her supporters saying, well, she didn't kill anybody, she didn't steal money, therefore this is a light uh, crime. Uh, But the bottom line is that you are trying to promote a certain kind of moral behavior. Um, And so uh, uh, ordinarily, something like this should be punishable by stepping aside. Um, But you, you, you... for those kinds of messages to to sink in, you need to be harsh from the very beginning. You can't have exceptions. And and Fidi's case allows for some level of maneuvering. It it, it opens a gap. Mm-hmm. But had they from the very beginning said, Look, Jeff, you have been you've been charged with murder, you can't stand. So so they have to be firm in all instances. And that firmness then closes space for people like Matadile to come and try some fanciful footwork, yeah? Professor Nkejana, just, just to wrap up then, what does this tell us about the ANC and the step-aside rule? Well, it is resisted. Uh, people want positions by any means necessary. It doesn't mean that once you make a ruling, everybody else will follow in line. Uh, people have self-interest, and at times they prioritize those interests above those of the organization. What matters ultimately is that national leaders, you would hope, of course, that provincial leaders also follow these rules without having to be nudged 
But in instances where they don't follow the rules, national leaders should always be firm. It would have been nicer for the president to to come out clearly and say the fellow should not have stood. But he's also nursing their support, so he's being nice. <laughs> um, and and, and it's, it's exactly that, that being nice, that nice attitude which forges issues, uh, Cassie. You have to be fair, you have to be clear and say this kind of behavior should not be tolerated. Let me thank you so much for your time this morning. Associate Professor of Politics at the University of Johannesburg, Professor Mkrivisi Ntlejana. We're going to take a quick break. I'm back with your calls on 11